Over the last three years on this podcast, guests on so many episodes have reminded me that when the trials of life weigh us down, meditating on our great salvation helps restore our joy. This is always a great reminder, and it's also the theme of a conference coming up June 16 to 18 in Indianapolis. Remember Your Joy is the theme of the Gospel Coalition's 2022 Women's Conference, and speakers like Jackie Hill Perry, Jen Wilkin, and John Piper will help you consider how seven Old Testament stories point to our greater salvation in Christ and lead us to greater joy. Learn more about the conference and register soon at tgc.org slash tgcw22. And be sure to use the code in the word 20, that's in the word and then the numbers two zero, to get a discount on your tickets. This is In the Word on the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word on the Go. I'm Champ Thornton, your host. Whether you're listening by yourself or with a family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today I'm so glad to welcome back to the podcast Samuel James. Samuel serves as opinion contributor for World Magazine and as associate acquisitions editor at Crossway Books. He's also a regular contributor to First Things and the Gospel Coalition, and his writings have appeared in the Wall Street Journal, the Washington Post, and National Review. Samuel and his wife Emily live in Louisville, Kentucky with their two children. So Samuel, it's good to have you back on the podcast. Thanks, Champ. It's great to be here. I'm looking forward to the verse you have today. What you got? Yeah, so this is a familiar one for many of us, but uh, a, a very precious one for me. John 14, verse 3. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. All right, let's start with a lightning round here. Who's talking? Who's the I in this passage? It's Jesus. Okay, who's he talking to? He's talking to his disciples. And what's he telling them? He's telling them that even though he's about to leave them uh, in just a few hours and go to the cross, he will come again and he will take them where he is and they will be with him. Okay, so that's the basics. Let's go a little deeper. Let's expand our, our view here to the, the wider passage around this verse, around John 14, 3. What's the context? Can you help us locate this verse in the book of John? Absolutely. So this is commonly referred to as the upper room discourse. Uh, so Jesus and his disciples are together in the last few hours before they will go to the Garden of Gethsemane. Judas will show up, will betray Jesus. He'll be arrested, tried, and ultimately crucified, as we know. Mm -hmm. And uh, the point of this little passage and subsequent chapters is that Jesus is offering comfort to his disciples who he knows in just a few hours are going to be very very uh, stricken and afraid uh, as they watch their master and their teacher for the last several years be arrested and, uh, and ultimately go to his death. And in these chapters, Jesus begins by, by comforting the disciples, by kind of summarizing who he is and his ministry to them. And then uh, at the end of this discourse in, in John 17, there's uh, what scholars refer to as a high priestly prayer for his disciples, where Jesus praise for his followers that are in the room and then ultimately for all who will believe in him kind of as a as a priest would pray for the people interceding for them uh, before God uh, and so this that's kind of where the scene is in the life of Jesus 
So often I hear this verse read at funerals or memorial services, and it's a word of comfort. I mean, Jesus says the people he's talking to, he wants them to be comforted and that their heart would not be troubled. And he comforts them with a statement about that where he's going, they can go to. And can you bring us into how Jesus' words are meant to be a comfort to his disciples and to us today? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I think what's comforting about this is that Jesus is saying two things. One, he's saying that even though you're not going to see me in a few hours, this is all supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. So Jesus is saying, I'm in control. I know what I'm doing. I'm going to prepare a place for you. This is all part of the will of the Father. And in mm -hmm. fact, this, this has to happen for your benefit. So I think it's a comfort for the disciples in that Jesus is just projecting his sovereignty and his control over what's happening. Um, but it's also comfort because it shows us two things. One, Jesus uh, has done everything he's done so that we will know him. And, and we would not just know him kind of the way maybe a servant would know his master, even though that's an appropriate metaphor. Uh, but this is very intimate. This is the idea of someone bringing you into their abode, bringing you into their house so that you can have that close-knit relationship with them. And that's what Jesus is wanting for his disciples. And he's saying, saying, this is what I intend for you. This is what I'm going to the cross for. Um, but I also think it's comforting because it shows that Jesus wants us to be there. When he says, I will come again and take you to myself that where I am, you may be also. Jesus is doing all of the action in this passage. He's going, he's coming, and he's taking. He's doing it all, and he's doing it all so that his people will be with him. Jesus really wants his people to be with him. And if we meditate on that, it might transform how we see Jesus in our Christian life from someone who might just kind of tolerate us because, well, I did die for you, and so I, I'm kind of stuck with you, but I don't really like how you're doing in this whole Christian life thing. From that vision to someone who eagerly wants to be uh, with us, who wants us to be where he is. And that makes all the difference in your Christian life when you see Jesus that way. Yeah, that is such a game changer. I have a friend of mine who says something like, I know Jesus loves me, but sometimes I kind of wonder, does he like me? Mm. And I feel like, yeah, sometimes my heart goes there. So if you were dropping your kids off at daycare or school, and you were going to use the last couple minutes before you dropped them off to reinforce the thought of this verse with them, what are some of the things that you might say to them before you drop them off? I think I would say that you can always call out to Jesus, no matter where you are, no matter what's been going on. If you've been having a good day or if you've not been having a good day, you can call out to Jesus wherever you are because he wants to hear from you. This is the reason he came to earth. It's the reason he went to the cross. It's the reason he rose again. He did it to save and he did it to bring you where he is. So Jesus is never turned off by you coming to him, asking for his grace and his help. Uh, and I think that makes a big difference when your, your day's not going well, or you've not really done that well, maybe listening to your teachers or your parents, and you feel like maybe God is upset with you a little bit. Bring all of that to Jesus because he welcomes you into his presence because that's what he died for. He died so that we could be near him and that we could come to him. And I think that is a, a challenge because we want to run away from God when we have those bad feelings. We want to hide from him just like Adam did. But it's also a promise if we come to him in his mercy and in his grace, he will receive us because that's what he wants. He wants, he wants us to draw near to him. 
So Samuel, if you were going to leave families who are listening today with a discussion question, something to really get the conversation going about John 14, 3, what might that sound like? I think I would be tempted to, to lead with something like, what are some reasons that we don't think that Jesus wants to hear from us? What are some reasons that we think we might need to avoid him? Uh, and that can be, you know, sins that we struggle with. Uh, maybe it could be that we we don't really think of Jesus as um, that near to us. He's kind of like far away. He gives the law. He makes the rules. And we understand that. But I, I, I would love to hear, you know, thinking about my own kids as they kind of get a little bit older. I think it's important to think about what are the ways that I feel throughout the day that make me not want to think about Jesus? Like, what are the things that get in my way? And to be able to, to identify those and to say, no, Jesus doesn't want that, even that in the way of drawing close to him. So yeah, maybe one question would be, what are the things that get in between uh, us and thinking that Jesus wants to hear from us and, and being aware of that and also being aware that, that Jesus wants us to draw near to him, even through the junk. Samuel, it has been so good to talk with you again. I love the way you've pointed us to this verse and the truth about what Jesus is like and what he thinks of us from John 14, 3. Could you just close our time by lifting this verse and all of us up in prayer? We'd love to, champ. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you for coming to save us. Thank you for doing everything at the cost of your own son so that one day you would bring us to where you are, because that is where you want us. Lord, I ask that you would help us to believe this, help us to, to know that this is your heart, and in that confidence to draw near to you, even when we fear the most that you don't want to hear from us, to lean into this promise, because we know it's going to be true one day that you are going to come back and bring us to yourself, and we will be with you forever because of what you've done for us. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word, On the Go. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.